If you've been wanting to start a business but are worried that you need a stack of cash to get going, this is the episode for you. We are digging into ways you can start your business super cheap or even for free. Stick around. Welcome to the Side Hustle Teachers Podcast. I'm Stacy Ogden, self-taught entrepreneur and founder of Side Hustle Teachers. It's my mission to help teachers like you make more money, follow your passions, whether they're education-related or not, and give you the confidence to know that teaching is just one of many career options you have. So if you're an educator who is struggling financially, feeling stuck, sure that you can handle being a teacher for another 10, 20, or 30 years, you, my friend, have come to the right place. This is Side Hustle Teachers. Hey, and welcome back to the Side Hustle Teachers podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Ogden, and this is the last episode of season four. But don't worry, we're going to be back sooner than you think with some new episodes. I'll tell you all about it at the end of today's show. Now, in a perfect world, every business would be able to start with a healthy flow of capital, a staff full of capable people, and a plethora of assets at their disposal, like a bright, shiny new website, and printables, and business cards, and the whole nine yards. But in reality, most of us are starting out with little to no money, and we are starting from scratch. We've got nothing, and we're doing everything ourselves. So today I want to dig into some ways that you can start a business with basically nothing, that you can get started and just dip your toe in and take baby steps. Because I think sometimes we put off starting our business and we put off growing into something that could be really amazing for us because we're afraid we don't have everything we need for all the steps down the road. But in today's episode, I want to talk about how you can get started without all of those things in place and grow into them rather than waiting until you've got everything perfect so that you can start on, you know, the perfect foot. And I'm totally putting that in air quotes because there's no such thing. So the first thing that you can do is make use of social media. Now, if you've been in my group Side Hustle Teachers on Facebook, or if you've listened to this podcast before, or if you are a client or you're a member of the Edupreneur Academy, then you know that I am a big proponent of having your own website. It is super important to own the land that you are building on. However, I also believe that starting where you are is better than not starting at all. If you wait until you can afford someone to design the perfect website for you, or if you have the time to put together a website on your own, then you're never going to start. So if where you are right now is that you can put together a kick butt Facebook page, then start with a Facebook page or an Instagram feed or a Twitter feed or TikTok or whatever the new thing is. Don't hesitate. Don't use that as an excuse to not move forward because you don't have a website. That can be done later. 
You can just post on social media for a while, get a little following. You can even get feedback from people who follow you on what colors should you use and which logo do they like better and which front page design do they like better. Now, the advantages of this are that, first of all, social media is free, right? That makes it nice. It's pretty easy. Most people are already using it anyway. And you can use it to get a sense of what you really want to do and who you really want to help. So in a sense, you can use your social media feed as an experiment. If you're not 100% set on what you want to do and who you want to help, you can get started on social media. Because, you know, social media... Of course, if you do something dumb, then it lives forever. (laughs) But if you are just posting content and you're just sharing stories and you're sharing, you know, your teachers pay teachers printables or you're sharing lesson plans or you're sharing this product that you love, that's not something that's going to come back and haunt you in four years. If someone's like, I remember back in the day you were selling lipstick and now you're selling face cream. What's up with that? That's not going to happen right? (laughs) You know, so you can start a social media page or feed, whatever they call it, with just an idea of a direction that you want to head in and let the people who follow you and the content that you are naturally drawn towards and that you just automatically gravitate towards and share, let that dictate who you sell to and what you sell. Now, the second thing you can do is take advantage of free tools. There are tons of free ways to get started in business. Like social media is just one of them. If you want to start a podcast, you can start a podcast on Anchor, which is just a smartphone app that you can use to start a podcast. You can put together segments. Now, it's not my favorite platform for podcasts, but again, We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about getting started. We're talking about jumping on something that is going to let you move forward. And if you want to switch to, you know, I use Libsyn. That's the platform I prefer for my podcast. If you want to switch to something like that, that's a paid program, you can do that. And that starts at five bucks a month. You can use things like Acuity. If you're going to be a coach and you're going to have people schedule times with you, Acuity is an easy way to do that that allows you to set your schedule in advance and people can schedule consultations with you or they can schedule podcast interviews with you or they can schedule one-on-one client stuff with you. And they totally have a free level of service. ConvertKit which is the email service provider that I use. They have a free level of service that you can use. You can start out free. You can start collecting email addresses. And when you're ready to move up to their paid program, you can move up to their paid program. If you want to start a blog, there's wordpress.com. Now, if you want to monetize a blog, then you should start on wordpress.org. I'm not going to get into all the details. Just trust me when I say... WordPress.org is where you want to go if you want to monetize your blog with ads and whatnot. And if that's your plan, start there and it'll cost you a little bit of money up front, but it's totally worth it. If you just want to put content out, WordPress.com is totally okay. If you want to offer courses or a membership program, Member Vault is where I keep all my courses and they have a free level of service for people just starting out. So there are tons of ways to get amazing tools for free, either free trials or, you know, you try the basic level of service and when you're ready, you can move up and get the extra bells and whistles. Start finding things that are free or super cheap. 
The third thing you can do so that you can get started, even if you have no money to bankroll a business, is focus on doing one thing well. This is pretty much true throughout life, is if you focus on doing one thing well, rather than doing many, many, many things poorly or mediocrely, you're going to do much better. But the fact is, many beginning entrepreneurs try to take on too much. And this is something I talked about back in episode 32 as well, about mistakes that people make when they're starting out. Taking on too much is a big one, right? We try to do all the things. And here's the deal. We listen to podcasts, we read articles, we watch YouTube videos, and everything sounds like such a good idea, like, oh, I should totally be doing that. And it sounds so essential, right? Like if you're not doing this, especially if somebody is on there to promo a product or a way of service or, you know, a coaching thing that they're doing, they make it sound like this is an essential thing for your business. But The idea is many things are not essential. You can focus on just one thing. If your one thing is building up a Facebook following so that you can get information on your ideal client and what they're interested in so that you can put out better products, that's your one thing. And that one thing is going to serve you well. And if that's your one thing, you don't need to worry about everything else. You don't need to worry about a logo and brand colors and the perfect website. Focus on doing one thing. Serve that Facebook page with such amazing value that people are dying to hear from you. And then you can ask them, what do you like better? Do you like red and blue or do you want green and blue as my brand colors? And they'll be like, oh my gosh, you seem totally like a red and blue person because blah, 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 blah. But do one thing at a time. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You know, there's a reason that horses and races have to wear blinders because they can't worry about what everybody else is doing. And you kind of have to do that with your business when you're first getting started. There's so much information out there about, oh, you can do this and you can do that. And there's this tool and there's this service. And there are and they're wonderful and they're great. But focus on one thing at a time. Another thing you can do to build a business before you have any money to put into it is you can actually pre-sell offers. So before you actually create something, before you go and put months and months of effort into designing and creating a course with videos and handouts and downloads and an interactive community, create an offer and see if anybody buys it. And then you can sell it live, like you can do all of the videos live with people watching you. And then you can just record them as you do them and put them in for later use. Or if you're not happy with that, you can always re-record and put that in there as well. But this way, you know that there's interest for it and you didn't just waste six months of your life Not that I've ever done that. (laughs) You can also use this way to bring in money before you actually have to spend it, right? If you have a course, you usually have to spend money on either materials or some graphics sometimes, or sometimes you need to invest in a camera, or you need a platform to host the course or something like that. And it's hard to do that when you don't have any money to invest. So when you pre-sell, you actually get the money up front. And then you can invest that money and you know how much you're going to make as a minimum. You can always resell that same course again and get more money. You also want to use the tools you already have instead of investing in new ones in this format when you pre-sell. So if you already subscribe to Zoom, 
because you're, you know, recording podcast interviews with people, then use Zoom as your platform. You know, you don't have to invest in another platform or tool or website or service in order to pre-sell or offer what you do. Now, this brings me to point number five, and that is in your business, you need to think like a teacher, that sounds really strange because oftentimes we talk about having to put your teacher brain aside because you have to think like a business person. As a teacher, you know, kids just show up in your classroom, whether you want them there or not. And in business, you have to actually market and get people into your business. But in this case, I'm going to flip the script a little bit because teachers, (laughs) teachers are really good at being scrappy in the classroom. But for some reason, when it comes to running a business, we think we need all the things. So I want you to think about your business like a lesson you want to teach, but you don't have any funding for, or you don't have all the materials for, or you don't have some essential element to teach that lesson and make it happen for your kids or go on a field trip or whatever it is. What would you do? you would get scrappy. You would figure out a way to make it work, whether you put it on donors choose or you beg for donations from the community or you have kids bring stuff in from home or you write a paper to the superintendent asking for the funding for this thing. I wrote a five-page paper to my superintendent about getting iPads for my classroom and I got them. I still can't believe it, but I did. So you know, you have to get scrappy and think about how would you handle this as a teacher? This is something you want to do. You know, it's good for your kids. You know, they will get a huge benefit from this lesson, but you just don't have what you need to make it happen. So how are you going to do it? Well, your business is something that is going to be so good for you. It's going to have such an impact on your life. So how are you going to make it happen? You don't have money to invest. What do you have to invest? Do you have connections with people? Do you have time? Do you have creative energy? Do you just have an unbelievable sense of drive that you are not going to give up? Take your assets, whatever they are, and invest them in your business. You got to think like a teacher. Use that creative, insightful, make it work brain for your business. So let's recap the things that we talked about today in terms of things that you can do to start your business, even if you don't have any money to invest in it. Number one, use social media. It's free. It's easy. Just start there. Find free tools that will do what you need. Sometimes they're paid tools that have a free level of service. Use that level of service. And when you can, you can upgrade. Remember to focus on doing one thing well. Running a business gets expensive when you try to do too many things. So just focus on one thing, be completely awesome at that one thing, and then you can get better at other things. Number four, pre-sell your offer. Have money coming in before you actually have anything to sell so that you have that money to invest in creating the product. And number five, think like a teacher. Get creative, get scrappy, and make it happen. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, this is actually the last episode of season four, 
But we've got something special for you guys. There are more Side Hustle teachers coming before season five starts. Starting in January, I'm going to be sharing a few shorter format episodes that I'm calling Teacher Features. These episodes will be brief interviews with real teachers who are building real hustles. And the whole purpose is to serve as an example and a reminder and an inspiration that any teacher can be an edupreneur. So if you are hesitant, if you think that it's not possible for you, I want you to listen to these teacher features because they are great stories of people who are just going out and making it happen. I won't say there's nothing special about them because they are teachers, so they are obviously special, amazing people. But there's nothing that makes them uniquely qualified to have a side hustle. They just decided to do it. So hopefully these episodes will be a great inspiration for you guys. A nice holdover before season five starts in March and a good way to find some people who you can follow as a way to say, I want to do that. If they can do that, I can do it too. Now, remember, guys, if you haven't figured out your side hustle yet, we have the side hustle teacher quiz, which will help you find your just right side hustle. It's six simple questions based on your talents, your interests, and your lifestyle. And we will give you a side hustle that fits all of those things just for you. If you want to take the quiz, just go to sidehustleteachers.com forward slash quiz. Until next time. Happy hustling, happy holidays, stay safe and stay healthy, everyone.